0: Well, hello, my friends. This is Pastor Stephen Brooks, and as you can see, it would appear that I'm coming to you from a hotel room, and that is the condition. I think sometimes life has a lot of surprises, and we don't always know when uh, life will throw a curveball at us, but nevertheless, I'm on the road this weekend, but I still wanted to bring the Word of the Lord to you, and God has given me something very special to share with you today, Uh, but I'm actually in. Nashville, Tennessee, uh, because my mother, uh, she's in her late 70s, she had an unexpected fall, uh, quite a severe fall actually. So she's not in a life threatening condition, but nevertheless she is in the trauma ward because it was a very critical situation uh, regarding the injury. So she will be in surgery tomorrow. Uh, She's expected to make a full recovery. But nevertheless, that brings me and my wife, Kelly, to the wonderful city of Nashville. And we are here for a few days while I'm looking after my mother. It's, of course, always nice to see my uh, uh, other family members as my younger brother is here as well. And, uh, you know, it's nice to catch up. You know what happens sometimes is when you uh, grow up as a family, sometimes you can go different directions. And we have all lived in various states and we don't uh, see each other too much. I'm talking about uh, me and my brothers. So it's always nice to get together. Praise the Lord. But uh, yes, we are here to uh, lift up my mother, encourage her as she will be going through a healing process after the surgery, getting back on her feet. And you know, we thank God for the ability for doctors to do some pretty amazing things today with surgery. But even still, when you're in your late seventies, you know, it's a you know, touch and go situation. You have to be real delicate because your bodies, uh, they don't. He- your body won't heal as fast when you get older. But we're believing God to restore back to her health, and uh, it's a joy for me to come to you. This is the blessing of the internet. I can reach you anywhere around the world, long as I've got internet. I might not be able to uh, get to you in 1080 HD, but I can get to you uh, maybe in a little bit more of a grainy. Uh, type look, but nevertheless, I'm still reaching you over the Internet, praise God. Uh, I know here at the hotel, I don't have that fast of Internet speed, but it's fast enough for me to get a message over to you, and this is the Sunday morning message. And in light of that, let's get ready to receive the holy tithes and offerings and bring them into the storehouse of God, because God's going to feed you today with His Word, with a message from His Word through me, His servant. I believe He's got something special for you that's even prophetic and very timely concerning uh, what's going on in your life, the seasons of your life. So at this time, let's bring the tithes and offerings into the storehouse of the Lord. I would like to read a verse to you from Isaiah chapter 54, and this is verse 2 and 3. It says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Now, I believe that's where you're at right now. You're in a season where you need to have a mentality not of shrinking down, not of going backwards. Now, I know that sometimes corporations, they can get into areas where they're prospering, where they expand too far, and a lot of times they can lose sight of good fiscal responsibility. And then when later there's times of leanness, they have to cut back and get back into that uh, lean, mean, fighting, fighting machine type mentality where they're not just wasting money and pouring, you know, money into useless projects just because they happen to have so much extra. But I believe still, even as we move forward in life, that God wants you to have a mentality of enlargement, not scarcity, and of course not, not unnecessary excess. But with wisdom, prudence, and the blessing of the Lord, you are moving forward into a place of increase and enlargement. Enlarge the place of your tent, and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, lengthen your cords, and strengthen your stakes. And if you've ever gone camping, and you're putting up a tent at the campsite, you have your cords, you have your stakes. This is if you're doing it the old-fashioned way. But you know what? Even if it's a modern tent, you've got all your aluminum poles, and you have your your super high-tech nylon fabric, you still have to get something to hold that tent down should the wind wind really pick up and you're not inside the tent to give it that weight so you're going to have to have some stakes and some cords to attach from the stake to the tent and it is time my friends to expand your tent it's time to expand your boundary i believe god has financial increase on his mind for you i really believe it's time for the blessings of the Lord to begin to come into the next level of increase for your life. Okay, so you're going to need to lengthen your cords, you're going to need to strengthen your stakes, drive them deeper because increase is coming in your life. For you shall expand, and this is verse 3 of Isaiah 54, you shall expand to the right and to the left. And I believe that your influence is expanding, I believe that your Christian witness is expanding, I believe that your anointing of the, that God has given you by the Holy Spirit is expanding. I believe that your knowledge of Christ is expanding. I believe that your finances are increasing and expanding. And I believe that when God moves you forward, it's really a package deal. He's moving every aspect of your life forward in your walk with Him as you're staying as close to Him as you can, walking in the light of His Word. He's moving every aspect of your life forward, and that absolutely includes your financial picture. So get ready for it. This is a time for increase. You shall expand to the right and to the left. Don't be surprised by it. Be thankful for it. Give the glory to the Lord and step into it because this is a season of your tent being enlarged. You're enlarging the place of your tent. Glory to God. Let God lift you up as you lift for Him. Praise God, a season of increase is here for you now so as you bring the tithes and offerings into the storehouse of the lord i want you to have an increase mentality if you're a business person and you have your own business this is the time for your business to increase and you know i i really want you to have a mentality of growth praise god and if you need customers if you need clients You know, God can send them to you from outside of the city, from outside of the county, from outside of the state, even from outside of the country. So be open to uh, God just lifting you up into new levels of expansion and increase. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you work for a large corporation, there's plenty of room to move up. Hallelujah. God's got a place for you. I believe that you're not done climbing yet. You haven't reached the top of where He wants you to be at yet. Glory to God. His anointing for increase is here. So we just give the glory to the Lord. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless all of those that you are touching with your anointing of increase and blessing. Lord, those that are listening, it's not by accident. This is their season. This is their time. Lord, I'm speaking to the tithers. I'm speaking to the sowers of seed. And they know what it is to sow financial seed. And Lord, it's harvest time, so let Isaiah 54, verses 2 and 3 be a reality expressed and evidenced in their life. Now, during this time, we thank You for the expansion and the increase being released now. In Jesus' name, Father, now we thank You. We we attach expectancy to Your prophetic word. I thank you that your your precious people are expecting the enlargement of their tents, the enlargement of their influence, their gifting, their, their sphere of life. We give you praise. The enlargement of their financial situation, they are increasing. Debts are decreasing. Financial resources and savings are increasing, and the empowerment for your people to give is increasing along with this as well. We thank you, Father. We thank you that we are cheerful. Happy, hilarious-to-do-it givers. Praise you, O God. Praise you, Father. Bless your people now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, if you are mailing in your tithes and offerings, please send them to our ministry headquarters at Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 3456. The city is Mooresville. We are in the state of North Carolina, our zip code 28117. Of course if you want to bring your tithes and offerings in online through online giving you can do that at any time 24 7 365 days a year please visit the ministry website stephenbrooks.org and there on the home page is a link called tithes and offerings sow and reap you can go there and bring them into the storehouse of God now at this time praise God send me your testimonies by email Uh, of how God is increasing you and how expansion is reaching further into your life by the grace of God as you're walking in the light of God's Word, honoring Him with your tithes and with your offerings. I'd love to hear your testimonies. You can send them to me at contact at Brooks. Hallelujah. Remember, those of you that need jobs, God is releasing breakthrough jobs. Be expecting not just for a, how can we say, work. Don't just be expecting work. Be expecting a great job, a job that God plugs you into that you can really flourish in and uh, develop into the person that He's called you to be. Be expecting and be looking for that breakthrough job. Praise God hallelujah today let's go to the book of joshua i would like to start in chapter 13 and i really feel compelled of the holy spirit to share with you today about the good inheritance that the lord has for you now we have an inheritance as the body of christ so if we refer to the body of christ Uh, It's more than one. It's a corporate event. It's for the whole church. But, of course, when you break it down, smaller level, on on a microcosm scale, it really does come down to individuals being blessed. And I want to speak to you as an individual for a little bit this morning that God has a good inheritance for you as a person, as a Christian, as a believer. Now, remember, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to give your heart to Him because understanding your inheritance and the plan of God for your life is only fully realized and you can only fully step into it when you become a believer and a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. So if you, if you have not yet made, uh, made Jesus your Lord and Savior and if you have not yet accepted Him into your heart, to forgive you of your sins and wash your sins away, then you you need to do so today. Don't wait, do it today and get on the path of living the full life that God has called you to live and not just living it, but actually fulfilling everything that He's called you to do. You don't have a day to waste, praise God. Get on the path of salvation and eternal life today, praise God. Now, we're gonna be in Joshua chapter 13 and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that as we go into Your Word, that Your Word would come alive by the quickening power of Your Holy Spirit. We do thank You for Your Holy Spirit, that He's active in our lives, and He's giving us understanding now. We ask, Heavenly Father, that we can take these truths and through Your wisdom, apply them. Apply them in our lives on a daily basis. We thank You. Thank You for these great examples from Your Word that give us guidance and direction for the hour that we're living in. Now, Father, we bless you in Jesus' great name. Around the world, we say today, Amen. Praise God. Joshua chapter 13, verse 1. Now Joshua was old, advanced in years. Now, let me just stop just for a second. One day you will be too, okay? Uh, Should the Lord tarry... And uh, He doesn't come back in our lifetime, although you may be uh, 25 years old and uh, full of energy and, and jumping around and, uh, you know, at the prime of health. One day you will get old, and one day you're going you're to be like Joshua. You're going to be like Caleb. You've had some great physical feats, but age has also uh, played its role. So this is why you want to be very active serving the Lord. You know, time flies by. Time flies by and time stops for nobody, okay? Unless there's an anointing from God to stop it because even Joshua held out his spear and he actually told the sun to stand still and it stopped. So there can be those rare moments when time can stop. But in essence, you know what I'm talking about because after he had won the victory and put his spear down, what happened? Time picked right back up. So there will come a day, uh, should the Lord tarry, when you will find yourself uh, in the latter ages of your life and you want to you want to be have live for the Lord and be serving the Lord and just walk close to Him every day so that you can do all that He's called you to do. It's going to take your full efforts every single day in order for you to accomplish the destiny and plan of God. And you don't, you don't need to be nervous about it or anxious, but you really do need to be giving it your all, because without giving your all, you're not going to get it done. But I believe, I'm talking to people that are hungry for God and burn to see the kingdom of God come. Hallelujah. In your life as an individual expressed through you and your life touching as many people as possible. Now Joshua was old, advanced in years, and the Lord said to him, You are old, advanced in years, and there remains very much land yet to be possessed. This is the land that yet remains. All the territory of the Philistines and all of that of the Geshurites, and then it just goes on and on into the following verses. Now see, here's the thing. When you read through the book of Joshua, you think, wow, they just, they took everything. They they conquered everything there was to conquer, and there's nothing left to do. But my friends, if you dig into the details, you'll find out that although Joshua was a great leader and did a fantastic job, just like Moses did the things that God told him to do, Joshua had the same consistent faithfulness. And he got got checked off from the list the things that he was responsible for. But when God is talking with Joshua, He's basically saying, look, there's still so much more to do. And many of the tribes have not yet possessed their inheritance. And so you don't want to run out of time, okay? You don't want to, you know, wake up in the latter chapter of your life and think, hey, you know, God's God's put this on my heart, and I'm not even close to touching it yet. No, you need to be up and running now, full speed ahead. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because God's got a lot for you to do. You don't have any time to be wasting. We need to be very mindful of time, and we need to give God our best every day because what you do today will turn into eventually a week, and the week turns into a month, and a month months turn into years, and before you know it, years and years can go by. So it really boils down to one day. You've got to live all out for the Lord every single day. Wake up in the morning, get ready to go, and just like just like Caleb told Joshua, he said, "Hey, I'm ready for my mountain. I've I've done a lot." Uh, And even Caleb said, Hey, look, I'm 85 years old and I'm just as strong today as I was when I was 40. I'm just as strong today that I can still go in and out. I mean, this guy was a warrior even in his mid eighties. Okay. So you want, you want to attack every day, spiritually, with joy in your heart. Say, this is the day the Lord has made, and I'm going to live big for the Lord today, and God's going to do great things in my life today. So you always don't want to be walking in that expectancy. So it's very interesting, because we do see the Lord telling Joshua, hey, Joshua, uh, there's still, there's still things to do. I, I know that you're old, but there's still some things that you're going to have to push to get done, the stay on task and the stay on target. Let's go over to uh, Joshua chapter 18 and look at this a little bit more closely. I really feel today's message for you is a prophetic message that it's time for you to rise up and take the land. I want to talk a little bit more about that in just a minute. Joshua chapter 18 verse 1. Now the whole congregation of the children of Israel assembled together at Shiloh, and set up the tabernacle of meeting there, and the land was subdued before them. Now Shiloh was very important. In many ways it was the capital of what we could call the Israelite nation. Okay, this was before Jerusalem was uh, captured by David. This is before David was even on the scene. Uh, The Ark of the Covenant was actually kept at Shiloh, for 400 years. So this is a very important meeting location, a very important town during this time in history. Verse 2, But there remained among the children of Israel seven tribes, well seven out of twelve, so you've got over half the tribes, seven tribes which had not yet received their inheritance. Now listen to verse 3, this is very important. Then Joshua said to the children of Israel, How long will you neglect to go and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers has given you? So you would think, hey, with the promises of God, and, you know, already Moses prophesying over the 12 tribes and sharing uh, allotments and tribal boundaries and things like that, you've got seven out of the 12. Seven of the tribes are just sitting back kind of with like a uh, mentality, well, I guess it will just happen when it happens. Well, what happens is when you sit back like that, nothing ever happens except the clock keeps ticking, years go by, and nothing's going on. So Joshua is really there to stir them up, and he's going to do a great job, and he's going to get them to get actively involved in going after what rightfully God said is yours to possess. Verse 4, this is what Joshua told them to do. Pick out from among you three men for each tribe, and I will send them. They shall rise and go through the land, survey it according to their inheritance, and come back to me. And they shall divide it into seven parts. Judah shall remain in their territory on the south, and the house of Joseph shall remain in their territory on the north. You shall therefore survey the land in seven parts, and bring the survey here to me, that I may cast lots for you here before the Lord our God. So it's very interesting. It's time for a survey. So he's going to send them out. They're going to come back with the survey. He's going to cast lots. And supernaturally, God is going to bless uh, the, the allotments and how the lines fall to these seven tribes. But he says, look, go out and check out the land. Survey it. Walk through the land. And I think as Christians, we need to have this mentality also. We need to go through the Scriptures. We need to know our Bibles. There's a lot of Christians that have been in church for a long time. They've been saved a long time. And if you you ask them to turn to certain books in the Bible, they, they can't even find it. They've been saved for 20 or 30 years and can't, can't find the book of Deuteronomy. Couldn't find the book of Mark. Couldn't find the book of Galatians. My friends, you need to know the Bible. It really does need to be your close friend. Praise the Lord. But you need to walk throughout the scriptures. You need to walk throughout the land and survey it. You need to find out what Jesus did for you at Calvary. You need to understand eternal life. You need to understand the package benefits of redemption. What have you been redeemed from? Sin, yes. You are now redeemed from spiritual death, yes. You're, you're on your way to heaven. Survey the land. What belongs to you? Divine healing? Yes. But you'd be amazed at how many believers who are saved and love Jesus, they've never surveyed the land. They've never walked through the land. They have never examined the scriptures in the light of the new covenant, and they have no clue that divine healing is included in the covenant of the new covenant through which Jesus shed His blood and purchased this for us, that not only can you have eternal life, you can have healing for your body now. Not, not just when you die and go to heaven. I mean, when you go to heaven, sure you're going to be healthy, but see, you need healing in your body now so that you can do all that God has called you to do. So many people are held back by their physical conditions. They can't get on a bus. They can't get on a plane. Some people can't even, are so sick they can't even get in a car. They have to haul all of this thing, all these things around with them, all of these pills, all of these medicines, uh, all these uh, devices and contraptions, and they're limited. My friends, you need to survey divine healing in the light of Calvary and say, "That's mine. That's land that I need to possess." And there's other areas of land that we need to possess. We need to possess the land of peace. There's some Christians; they love Jesus, but they're they're anxious. They're nervous, (laughs) they're they're troubled by so many things. Uh, And you know what, that's land, that's land in your heart that you need to possess. Walk through the scriptures, find out what belongs to you and say, if that is mine and Jesus purchased that for me, that's something I need to be serious about acquiring. Look, there's a lot of Christians that never have possessed the baptism in the Holy Spirit And it's yours. You could receive it along with the gift of tongues. But if you sit back and you don't take your land, you'll live your whole life out. Uh, and you might, you might even be a Christian, but you might be in a denomination and your pastor has told you, you know, tongues are no longer for today. Miracles are no longer for today. God doesn't do those things anymore. My friends, that's, that's misinformation. Uh, you know, I, I was fed that for over 20 years until I began to search the scriptures and the Holy Spirit began to shine the light. And I began to realize, oh my goodness, my inheritance is much larger. My territory of blessing is much larger than what I thought when I found out what's my tribal allotment. When I found out what's my inheritance, I said, that's so good. I said, I've got to have that. And I took it. How? by faith. I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Began to speak in other tongues. I've been speaking ever since. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So when you see in the scriptures what's yours, when you walk the land and survey the land and you see what's yours, just praise God and go after it. Hallelujah. And just like Joshua stirred up the people, Joshua, or translated in Hebrew, Yeshua, that's the same name for Jesus. Jesus is stirring you up by the Holy Spirit to go and take what belongs to you. So walk through the land. Find out out and get it, praise God. And you know what? You can even look at it from the spiritual angle. You can look in your heart, and you could say, you know what? In my heart, there are areas of land that the enemy has taken. You could you could recognize an anger problem. Maybe you you get angry really easy and get over into rage and. Uh, and, and get into the flesh and, and say things that are very mean or hurtful and you could say, you know what that's an area of my heart that the enemy has ruled over the flesh has ruled over. I'm taking that area of land now for the Lord. so you could walk throughout the land of your heart, survey it. And, and say, Lord, uh, there are some areas that you would like to work on. Let's work on that so that you can be king over every chamber of my heart, every compartment of my soul. And Lord, I want all of the land surrendered to you, cleansed by the blood of Jesus belonging to you. So with the Holy Spirit, you can also survey the land of your heart and walk throughout it with the Lord. And uh, you'll see the things that God has done. You could also see the areas that maybe there's a stronghold of the enemy. And with the power of the Holy Spirit, you can take that land for the Lord as well, where all of you is surrendered fully to the Lord Jesus Christ, and your life is bringing glory to God. Praise the Lord. You know what? I believe that the that the inheritance that God has for you is very special. Last Wednesday, we touched just a little bit on this, but I felt it was so important that I want to go into it with further detail. Now, Joshua is stirring up the tribal leaders of Israel, particularly the seven tribes that have not yet got their inheritance, and he's saying, look, you know what? I know what will help you. Go walk through the land and see what's there. Survey it, because when God casts the lot and says, this belongs to you and that belongs to you, you're gonna be so excited about your inheritance because you've seen it and you know how beautiful it is, you're gonna be motivated to wanna go up and take it and God's got something special for every believer to possess. I believe you you have an inheritance that's so beautiful, that's so wonderful that you never would need to be in jealousy of any other person. You know what? God is the one that chooses certain things. God is the one that chose Billy Graham to be the world's leading evangelist. Well, Pastor Stephen, I feel like I want to be that person. Why wouldn't God choose me? Look, those are things that God does. They're, they're sovereign choices. But when when you find out what is actually yours, you find out that your inheritance is so good, you don't need to be jealous of anybody else. And remember, the 10th commandment is, you shall not covet. What does it mean to covet? It means that you want something that is not your possession. It means you're trying to get something that's not yours. In other words, God says there's a boundary here, don't cross it. That belongs to somebody else. You, you will be very happy with your inheritance, if you'll just discover what it is. Because God's got some things for you that others can't participate in. God's got some things for you that only uniquely belong to you, and they are assigned to you. And if you will find out what it is, you will be so happy in the Lord um, that you're, you're just gonna delight in Him. And then, of course, you can go to work on that and develop that inheritance, bring it out to His full potential and thus have rejoicing in your work that god has called you to and that's something the apostle paul spoke of he said let every man rejoice in his work in other words you don't need to try to maybe take somebody else's or jump into somebody else's and then try to hijack that no Everybody's got, your own, got their own thing, so build up what God has given you, and you can be very, very happy. You know, if you're a business person, you don't have to go crush some other business person or disparage or speak bad about some other business. No, you have your own thing, and you can even compliment your competition, and you can say, you know, they, they're they good at this and this, but you have your own unique strengths that nobody else can do things the way that you do. And, and and trust me, people will see that. And you know, just build that up and be who God has called you to be and delight in your inheritance because it really, really is special. You know, when you think about the nation of America in which we live. I I know we have many people, uh, even online church members that belong to, uh, uh, you live in other countries. We have people in Europe, people in Africa, uh, uh, people in Asia that are actual online church members. But let me just speak to you for, uh, for a minute about those of us here in America. America is comprised of 50 different states. And really, when you look at it, every state is unique. Every state has some things about it that the other 49 cannot touch. Uh, They may have a little bit of it, but there's something unique that each state will have. You know, if you think about Hawaii uh, for a moment, Hawaii has the beaches, and Hawaii has the sunshine, and Hawaii has a culture that cannot be recreated anywhere else. And uh, even if you have a beach, on another state, you still don't have the culture and the atmosphere that's unique to Hawaii. So they have some very, very beautiful things. Now, if you come to the mainland, and you come to, let's say, uh, California, California has some amazing strings. Uh, California, particularly Southern California, has maybe, maybe some of the best weather in the world. I know I lived in Orange County in Southern California for a little over 10 years. My wife, Kelly, grew up in Southern California all of her life. And Orange County, all the way down to San Diego, the weather is just perfect, almost like every single day, every day of the year. And you know what? It's hard to beat that. It is some amazing weather. And California as a state, a very beautiful state it's got the pacific coast highway maybe the most beautiful highway in the world so it has its own unique strengths and beauties but you know you move over to its neighbor you go over to nevada and nevada is one of the world's leading producers of silver it's actually called the silver state and you can go some other states you won't find silver anywhere but you go to Nevada. I mean, you're talking gigantic silver mines, and uh, a lot of the silver in the world, a lot of it is coming out of Nevada. So look, every state has their own inheritance. You know what? If you go up to Montana, they've got Yellowstone. I I know Wyoming's got a little bit of it also, but Montana, wow. You're talking big sky country, and no other state can really replicate uh, that look. Uh, it's, it's just a very, very beautiful place. Every state has their uniqueness. You can go down to Texas, they got the oil, praise God, and there's a lot of wealth. You know, you have a lot of the oil industry uh, based out of Houston, and my brother actually works for an oil company in Houston, and uh, you know, it's a very prosperous area, a very, very beautiful place, but they, they were blessed with the oil. I know Oklahoma's got a lot of oil too, and they've been blessed there as well. But Texas, when you, when you think oil, usually you think Texas. Every state having an allotment from God, having an inheritance from God. If you go to New York, you have location, 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 a beautiful, beautiful state with a beautiful city, New York City. I love New York City. I really like Manhattan. It's very nice, but you know what? A lot of that growth and a lot of that uh, development all came because of its very unique location. When people were immigrating from Europe, uh, when the nation was formed, you just had people coming over, coming over, and it looked like for a while that Boston was gonna be the major hub, but as years went by and decades progressed, And the cities kept growing. It was New York that took the lead. And uh, New York, which is one of the leading cities of the world today, very, very special. So New York's got the location, the location, the location, praise God. Other states, you know, whether it's Florida, you've got Orlando, you've got Disney World. And so every state has their own beauty. But see, you need to be happy with what God has given you, what God has allotted for you, what God has assigned for you, even where God would have you live. You know what? My wife and I were talking the other day, and we can honestly say, uh, we were sharing this with some some young people. We were honestly saying that we could be happy and we could live anywhere in the world. Honestly, my wife and I, we could live in any state. And if God put us there, we would be happy. Why? Because we know every place has its own unique strengths and its own unique blessings. You find out what they are and you tie into that and you enjoy that. Okay. And I honestly, I could live in any country. Uh, there, there are some countries I would probably prefer not to live in, but if the Lord sent me there, I already, I already know I would be happy there. We've, we've traveled all over the world. We've been privileged to do that. Every country, every country has their blessings. Absolutely. There's beauty. There there is glory in the inheritance of every place on the earth. And so you need to look for that. And you realize you have an inheritance. God has assigned to you, and it's very, very important. In Psalm 16, uh, David said in verse 6 that the lines have fallen to him in pleasant places, what are the lines? He's talking about boundary lines, but he's talking about the boundary lines within his life. Now, can you imagine David? He he never would have thought as a young shepherd boy that one day God had it within his allotment, with his, within his inheritance, that he's actually going to be a king, the king over the nation of Israel. He never would have thought that, but he discovered that, and God revealed that to him, and that was fulfilled in his life. I believe there are inheritance issues in your life, discoveries of your inheritance in your life of because of who you are in Christ, that you really need to dig into it and find out more of what God has destined for you. And I, I tell you what, God can pull some things out of your out of out of uh, your destiny file and reveal them to you that are so astonishing that you don't need to be jealous of anybody else. Yours alone is so amazing and so glorious that you have a full-time assignment and job to develop that. Praise the Lord hallelujah glory to god many of you are called by the lord to be kingdom financiers where god allows wealth to be created through you that's that's a destiny that's an inheritance and you can use your financial strength to support ministries you you can be a blessing you can support this ministry some of you you're not online church members maybe you're not even a ministry partner with my ministry but nevertheless you can support those those ministries and those works that God has connected you with, that that is an inheritance, praise the Lord, glory to God. So you discover your inheritance, you discover your blessing, praise God, and it's good. It's It's really, really good. Now, I want to give a few examples from the Bible of the the allotments that the various 12 tribes had. When I talk about the allotment, I want to even mention a little bit, even some of the cities that fell within the boundaries uh, of these 12 tribes. Now remember, Joshua, he's sending the tribal leaders out to survey the land. He says, bring back the survey to me, and I'm going to cast lots for the remaining seven tribes to get their... Their, their territories. And God is the one that will uh, lay it all out, and he's going, to, uh, he's going to assign who's going to get which territory. So I want to go over a little, bit, a little bit of this with you. It's very important. And I want to share with you some of the amazing uh, territories that these 12 tribes got keeping in mind that you have an inheritance, that you have territory. I'm not just talking about land. I'm talking about blessings. You have inheritance in Christ that you need to fully possess. Praise the Lord. And I believe you're going to. So let's let's look at a few examples. We have the, uh, the northern tribe called Asher, and Asher was given the city of Tyre. Tyre was an ancient Phoenician port city, but it was very, very important, and whoever got that port city, that meant prosperity, it meant international trade, there's a harbor there, hey, you can take your ships in and out of there, you can can do a lot uh, there, and Asher was given the city of Tyre. Asher was also given the beautiful city Caesarea by the sea. Who would have known that, uh, you know, You know, 1,500 years later, the Apostle Paul would actually be in that city uh, preaching the gospel and also kept there as a prisoner. Asher was also given Mount Carmel. Mount Carmel is absolutely beautiful. It's one of those places uh, used as a metaphorical term of beauty in this Old Testament Scripture. So, guess who got Mount Carmel? Asher did. You know that Asher had to be really, really happy with their allotment because their land is phenomenal. They're, they're also got all these beach cities right on the Mediterranean. They got the city of Aco. Aco would go on to be a city that had just ongoing history all through the Crusades and uh, not, not just in ancient time, but through the Crusades, even up to the uh, uh, 1800s. Uh, uh, still going on. Of course, Echo's still there today, a very very a beautiful city, but Asher just got I mean, they got a whopper of an inheritance. I really think that when you spend time with the Lord and you find out the plan that God has for your life, you'll be so happy. You'll be so content that God has a pearl for you, that God has blessing for you. He knows just what you and your family and your allotment is and as you discover it, you'll be so tickled happy. You'll be like, Lord, I I feel like one of the 12 tribes. I know what my allotment is, and I'm happy with it. Don't want anything else. Don't need anything else. I've got a full plate on my table with the blessings you've given me, and I am very happy. See, God knows what makes you tick, and He assigns to your life what fits you, what is made for you, what is tailored, designed for you, and as as you look into it and unravel it, Study the Scriptures, because so much of it will be found through the enlightenment of the Word of God by the Holy Spirit. You will be a very happy camper. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go on to their neighbor, uh, the tribe of Naphtali. Oh, this is amazing. And you, sometimes you get you get an inheritance that's so good, you don't even know how good it is. Maybe there's things about it that haven't been unlocked yet, but Naphtali gets this area that is west uh, it's northwest and of, of the Sea of Galilee, going all the way down to the southern portion of the Sea of Galilee. And who would know, who would have, I'm sure that the tribe of Maphtali had no idea that one day when the Messiah comes and walks the earth, the majority, of His entire ministry will be spent right around that area of the Sea of Galilee, most of it, almost all of it, within the area, the border area of the tribe of Naphtali. Oh, hallelujah. They were happy. They were happy. But there were things they didn't even know yet of how blessed their land would actually be, that Jesus would do the majority of His ministry in the tribe of Naphtali, uh, territorial area. Praise God. Let's move, uh, move on to their, their, their uh, other neighbor. This would be the tribe of Zebulun. Zebulun got a great area. They also got this one, one little town. Maybe you've heard of it. It's called Nazareth. Well, that was promised to them. See, the Lord said, hey, look, this is your territory. These cities are in your territory. Now, you're going to have to go possess it. There's somebody else living there. There there are pagan uh, nations there that are very evil, that are very, very corrupt, so you're going to have to drive them out because they're doing horrible things. They're they're even sacrificing their own children to demon gods, to evil demons, so you're going to have to drive them out. But you drive them out, there's some very nice places for you. So uh, we see that Zebulun, had the area that encompassed this this area that included the town of Nazareth which is still there today praise the lord Now, continuing continuing on, we have the tribe of Issachar. I like Issachar. That was a tribe that was very prophetic. They knew the times and the seasons. They knew how to move with the Holy Spirit. They can sense when God was up to something new. And they got the area that would be Mount Tabor. And that is actually where one day later, uh, Jesus would have His transfiguration experience. Uh, where Elijah and Moses would appear. You remember the story? He took Peter, James, and John up on the mountain. That happened in the tribal area of Issachar. Now, when Issachar got their tribal area, they probably thought, this is beautiful, we love it, but they probably had no idea that one day the Messiah would go up on that mountain in their tribal area and have a transfiguration experience. I think there's still things for you to discover about your inheritance. I think, I think there's still things that the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to you of how your position is actually so blessed, of what God has for you is so good, and you need to really step into it and possess it. Praise God. It really is. I'm not diminishing it. It really is something special that God has for you. Let's look at the tribe of Dan. Uh, Dan was initially given a southern area, but they couldn't, they they tried to take it, and they held it for a short period of time, but the Philistines just gave Dan, the tribe of Dan, a lot of trouble. Uh, You may be familiar a little bit with the tribe of Dan from the fact that Samson, one of the judges, and the great strength man that... Uh, When the Holy Spirit would come on him, would have such feats of phenomenal, superhuman strength. Well, uh, Samson came from the tribe of Dan. And actually, when the Israelites came out of Egypt, uh, Judah was the largest tribe. But a lot of people don't know that the second largest tribe coming out of Egypt was actually Dan. But uh, Dan didn't do well down south. Uh, they, They were promised this beautiful territory. Uh, that, it, that would actually be modern-day Tel Aviv. Uh, if you go to Tel Aviv today, uh, the Israelis, they know this is the allotted area that God promised Dan. That, that even includes some of the areas down south, uh, which would be Ashdod, and even going up north, all the way to the beautiful city of Netanya. Wow, you know, that's where a lot of the prime ministers of Israel The former prime ministers, they like to retire in the Tanya. It's also where the only uh, golf course is at uh, in the city of Israel, the full golf course, very, very beautiful place. But that was all in the uh, territory of Dan, but they couldn't hold it. And they eventually end up vacating their their promised area uh, just because they had too much of a hard time with the Philistines. So they move up north and they go to a city that's named uh, Laish. And they do capture it. They even change the name of Laish, uh, and they um, they uh, rename it, and they call it Dan. And thus we have the expression from Dan to Beersheba. In other words, from the top of Israel all the way down to the bottom. So they went far north, and they uh, they established the uh, little town of Dan. Praise the Lord. So nice area. Too bad they didn't uh, hold that, that southern area of Tel Aviv. That's where the uh, airport, that's where all the skyscrapers are at today. But, I, you know, it's still what God promised them. So in the millennium, hopefully they'll get it all back. I'm sure that they will. The, there won't be any adversaries at that time to resist. Praise God. Now, we have next we have the tribe of Ephraim. And uh, Ephraim actually got the city of Shechem. And Shechem is where Joseph, the patriarch, was buried at. But uh, Ephraim also got a very important city in their tribal allotment in their area, which was the city of Shiloh. And uh, Shiloh is where the Ark of the Covenant was kept at for 400 years. And uh, you can uh, still visit uh, the old area of Shiloh today. It's very, very interesting. Praise the Lord. So they had a great spot as well. Now, let's go to the tribe of Benjamin. Benjamin was given the land that included the city of Jericho. Wow, they actually got the city of Jericho. And Jericho is one of the oldest cities in the world, believed to be over 5,000 years old. So their area also included Gibeon and Gilgal. Now, these are areas that they had to possess. They had to take it. But uh, they, they went and they got what belonged to them. Hallelujah. I believe you're going to get what belongs to you also. You're going to take it by faith. Hallelujah. You're going to use your faith and you're going to step into every promise every blessing that God uniquely and distinctly has for you. There are some corporate blessings that as a church body we come into, but there are also individual promises that God has for families and has for individuals. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now let's go on to the tribe of Manasseh. Manasseh actually was branched off somewhat where you had a East Manasseh and West Manasseh. So uh, West Manasseh, which would be uh, closer to the Mediterranean, their area actually included Megiddo. I always like going to Megiddo when I go to Israel because you can look down uh, from Tel Megiddo into the beautiful valley, and you see the valley of Armageddon, which is where future end-time events will unfold. Well, all of that area, my friends, belongs to Manasseh. So they had a very large area of land. Now, if we move to east Manasseh, that would be on the other side of the Jordan River, and that's a very, very fertile area. And you remember that Reuben, Gad, and Manasseh, they said uh, they said to Joshua, look, we know that we're supposed to cross the Jordan and go in and, and possess the Canaan land, the promised land, but I tell you what, this land here looks so good. We, we would just like to camp here and stay here. And Joshua basically made them a deal. He said, all right, if you guys, you're intent on doing this. And you know what? I don't really believe it was God's best, but it's what, it's what they uh, had in their heart to do. So God, God worked with them. And Joshua said, all right, you can, you can stay here. Your, your wives and your children can stay here. But you grab your spears and you grab your swords because you're not going to let us go in here and do all of this work. And you guys already stay back and just prematurely settle. So all the men, all the warriors said, Okay, yeah, we'll help We'll help the rest of you get what belongs to you. And then after you're all done and we help you boot the enemy out, then we'll come back over and then we can settle here with our wives and children. But it was a great area for their livestock. Uh, and that's where um, Manasseh, Gad, and Reuben went. Now, we also come to the tribe of Gad. Uh, Gad had a great area, but the thing with where they took, their spot is is the area that anytime Israel was attacked, it's usually coming from the east. And that meant that Gad was going to get hit first. And Gad was really known as the warrior tribe. And they needed to be the warrior tribe because when the enemy came in, except for the Babylonian and Assyrian attacks, usually all of these other attacks were coming straight through the area of Gad's territory. So it's a very nice place of land, uh, very flat, very fertile, good for livestock, but it's also where the enemy usually was attacking from, which would have been good if they'd have gone into the promised land. That way you've got the Jordan River as a buffer and you've got protection. Speaking of the Jordan River, um, that kind of reminds us of the nation of Jordan. And today, Jordan, the nation of Jordan actually occupies the land of East, excuse me, Yeah, that would be East Manasseh, Gad, and Reuben. So, you know what? Uh, That will have to come back to uh, Israel's inheritance in the millennium when the Lord is able to sort all of that out. Praise God. So, you also have the area of Reuben. His tribal allotment uh, included Mount Nebo, Mount Pisgah, and Mount Peor. Uh, Beautiful place, beautiful area, and that was their inheritance. Let's go now to the two southern tribes. You uh, have seen the ten northern tribes. Let's go down south now and cover uh, the two southern tribes. This would be Judah and Simeon. Well, Judah, and it says the scepter will not depart from Judah. Judah began to rise up out of the twelve and became the predominant, preeminent tribe, and Judah was given the city of Hebron within their allotted territory. This was a great city. Uh, Caleb actually took the city of Hebron for himself. You'll also see that this area includes the city of Jerusalem. And although they made some initial attacks on Jerusalem, even captured and killed the king of Jerusalem, they ended up losing that territory and it was not taken permanently until King David showed up and took it 400 years later. But nevertheless, Judah's inheritance was very, very large. It included Hebron. It included the beautiful city of Jerusalem. Uh, It stretched from the Dead Sea all all the way to the Mediterranean, and way down into the Negev, or as what we would call the desert. Judah's area was so big, it actually also encompassed the tribal allotment area of Simeon. So in some ways, Simeon was actually within the kingdom of Judah. Simeon had some great cities, though. They had Ziklag. Maybe you remember Ziklag from 1 Samuel chapter 30, when David was camping there with his men, and he goes off uh, to to take care of some business, and he comes back, and Ziklag had been raided and burned. But it was there that... uh, once David had recaptured everything and brought it all back, that David really revealed covenant principles that he who stays with the camp and guards and protects the goods shares in the rewards from those that go out and defeat the enemy and capture the spoil and plunder. So you really begin to uncover covenant principles uh, of, uh, you know, of ministry there at Ziklag. And that was a city that belonged to the uh, tribal territory of Simeon, uh, excuse me, of Simeon. They also got the great city of Beersheba dating back all the way to the days of Abraham. Uh, they had a lot of hill country and they also had some desert area in the Negev as well. But my friends, you'll see that Judah and, and Judah and Simeon were very blessed, but really when you look at all twelve tribes, they each had distinct blessings. Some had flat land, some had beach land, ocean front land, others had hills, other had others had mountains, others had some fertile areas, but others had great water areas. So everybody had their own strength. And the thing is, is that nobody got a raw deal. Nobody got burned. Everybody got blessed. Everybody got blessed. And don't think for a minute that God has not planned out blessings for you. In Christ Jesus is the fullness of life. In Christ Jesus is the fullness of joy. And now that you belong to Jesus, trust me, He's got a great plan for your life. And you need to, you need to be in the Word, surveying the Word, walking back and forth through the land of your inheritance so you can find out all that God has for you, prosperity, divine health, the gifts of the Spirit, the mind of Christ, the joy of the Lord, peace, righteousness. Oh, hallelujah, the power of the Spirit. My friends, God's got so much for you. You must possess all that He has promised you. Praise God. And I, th- I think it's also good to know that while we have inheritance, while we have allotment, While we have a a boundary area that within this everything is ours, there's also areas that God says this is yours, but there's other things that are not for you. And you only want to stay on your assignment. Let that soak into your spirit. Stay on your assignment. Don't get off track. Don't get tangled up and waste time, energy, resources, finances on things God never called you to do because it's not your allotment. It's not it's not your inheritance. And we see some great examples of this in the Bible in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 2. And this is what the Lord said, Uh, Deuteronomy 2, verse Uh, 2. Let me start in verse 4. Deuteronomy 2, verse 4. The Lord commanded the people, saying, uh, You are about to pass through the territory of your brethren, the descendants of Esau, who live in Seir and they will be afraid of you. Therefore, watch yourselves carefully. Now listen to this. Do not meddle with them, for I will not give you any of their land. Now this is what the Lord told the whole nation of Israel concerning the descendants of Esau. Do not meddle with them, for I will not give you any of their land. No, not so much as one footstep, because I have given Mount Seir to Esau as a possession. Now, the Lord went on to tell the, the Israelites that you can buy food from them, you can buy water from them, uh, have nice relations with them, because you're going to be passing by their area, but don't, don't even think that you can have any of their land. That's not your inheritance. Well, Pastor Stephen, I think I'd like some of that anyhow. No, don't touch anything. You, look, you've already got enough. You have a full blessing You have so much. It's going to take all of your effort and all of your strength to inherit all that God's called you to do. The last thing you need to be doing is trying to inherit something God never told you that was yours. Mm. Praise God. Let's look uh, look at verse 8. As they continue going through, look what the Lord says to them as they go into another area. Verse 8, And when we pass beyond our brethren, the descendants of Esau, who dwell in Seir, Away from the road of the plain, away from Eloth and Ezeon-Geber, we turned and passed by way of the wilderness of Moab. Then the Lord said to me, Do not harass Moab, nor contend with them in battle, for I will not give you any of their land as a possession, because I have given Ar to the descendants of Lot as a possession. Okay, so this is Lot's tribal uh, inheritance. This belonged to Lot. Now remember, Lot was the nephew of Abraham, okay? So Abraham had a sign blessing, but also God blessed Lot. And and the Lord told Moses and told the people of Israel, Look, that's nice land that, that Lot has, but that's not for you. Don't even try to take any of it. Not a footstep of it belongs to you. And you know what? With Israel, hey, that's okay. Why? Because Israel, look, Israel, you've got your own thing going on with the Lord. You've got your own blessing. You don't need anything of, of Esau's. You don't need anything of Lot's. Hallelujah. You've got your own good thing going on. Stay focused on what God has given you and what God has assigned for you. There's another example. Same chapter, verse 17. Then the Lord spoke to me, saying, This day you are to cross over to Ar, the boundary of Moab. And when you come near the people, listen, when you come near the people of Ammon, do not harass them or meddle with them. For I will not give you any of the land of the people of Ammon as a possession, because I have given it to the descendants of Lot as a possession. Well, Lot's descendants got a, they got a nice chunk of property, praise the Lord. But what I'm trying to say for you is that God has nice things for you. Stay in your assignment. Stay in your calling. Stay in your tribal boundary, stay in your allotment, stay in your inheritance. Don't get out of that, start meddling in something else that belongs to somebody else and you're trying to do those things. Don't do that, praise God. You have a blessing, you have a blessing from the Lord. Stay on that blessing, be happy in that, praise God. And be happy for others, rejoice for the others, but stay in your place that God says this is your place this is your gifting, this is your calling, this is your anointing, this is your assignment, stay in your inheritance and you'll be so happy. You'll be so happy. Praise God. Please lift your hands. Heavenly Father, I pray for your people that are watching today, that they know their tribal inheritance, that they know their personal boundaries, that they know what you have given them, Father, that they know it corporately as the body of Christ, what we all have in Christ, and they also know those individual bliss, uh, blessings that you've assigned to them even as an individual. Father, we thank you for Jeremiah 29:11. I know the plans that I have for you, plans to bless, plans that are good. Father, may your people today know those plans as the body of Christ and even as individuals. May they be able to discern their inheritance. Now we thank you, Father God. Let us walk throughout the land. Let us survey the land. Let us know your word really, really well because you reveal your promises to us through your word and by the Holy Spirit. So Father, we give you praise. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, that even we say like David said in Psalm 16, verse 6, that the lines, our lines have fallen to us as pleasant places. So you can be very happy, my friend, what God has given to you. He's revealing it to you today by the Holy Spirit. You know, the Lord, the Lord has assigned as part of my inheritance for me and my wife to travel. We've been to many countries. Some countries we've even been to many times. And there's other countries that we will go to. But you know what? Not everybody's called to travel. And that's just fine. Not everybody's called to jump here and there. Some people are called to stay in that place. And if you pull out of that place, then uh, you start running all over the place, you'll you'll lose your blessing. So you, you need to do what God has called you to do. We all have different assignments, a different inheritance, a different territory, a different lot, and you reign over, you govern over your life assignment. Praise God. Not somebody else's, <laughs> yours. Hallelujah. Get plugged in where God wants you to be. Get plugged in where God wants you to be. And of course, God always Plugs, plugs you into uh, a ministry that you'd be connected to and associated with, praise God, and you, that you can be fed and blessed through, hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah. Find, find your tribe, find your allotment, praise God. God's helping you right now. Father, bless your people. We thank you in Jesus' name, amen. And a lot of you, you already know what your inheritance is. It's just a matter of getting on it, hallelujah. Get after it, come on, praise God wanting to stir you up today like Joshua. Go get it. Go up and take the land. How long are you going to sit here uh, before you go up and take it? Well, my friends, go up today. This is your day. This is your week. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's take holy communion together. Come on, join me today from the hotel room in Nashville, Tennessee. Let's take communion. I've got my grape juice, and I've got my wafer. Praise God. Let's take it together. Heavenly Father, we bless this. This is now the flesh and the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Father, that as a church family, we can meet online and study your word and have communion together and grow in you and be blessed in you. We thank you, Father, for your goodness. Father, as we receive the body of Christ, we thank you that we are one body in Christ, brothers and sisters, the family of God. Father, we give you praise that we can help each other, even as as Judah said, come on, Simeon, come up with me. Let's go take this land together. Then when I'm done, then I'll come help you. And Father, even as Reuben and Manasseh and Gad said, said, hey, we're going to go in with the rest of the tribes and help them. And then we can come back and relax and enjoy hours after we've helped them. So we thank you, Father God, that in so many ways we are our brother's keeper. We love our brothers and sisters. Let us be those that help others. When we have that power, the time, and the ability, let us flow with your Spirit to help others take their inheritance while we also govern over what you have rightfully placed in our hands. Father, thank you for the body of Christ. We receive His body now in the name of Jesus. Say, I'm taking my land this week in Jesus' name. Let's receive. Amen. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, glory to God. Mmm, glory to God, hallelujah. Praise God. Lift your hands and say, In Christ Jesus I have a glorious inheritance. Say, I'm not jealous of anybody. Say, I have a glorious inheritance. Praise the Lord, amen. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. That Jesus makes it all possible. We thank you, Father God, that the church as a whole is so beautiful that even as the nation of Israel is one nation comprised of 12 tribes, much color, much variety, much difference, but yet still one nation. We thank you, Father, from a spiritual dimension. We are one church. We are one body. And we thank you, Father God, that we are so beautiful in Christ. And we just thank you, Father, so much for Jesus. And that as we receive his blood, we give you all the glory because, Father, everything we have is because of Jesus. We give you praise and we thank you for sending him on our behalf to Calvary. We give you praise. Father, thank you for Jesus and his shed blood. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's receive the blood of Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. My friends, thank you for joining me today. I just felt reminded also by the Holy Spirit today is Pastor Kelly's birthday. If you would like to just give her a little shout out, tell her how much you love her, she'd appreciate that. If you want to email her, just email her at contact at stephenbrooks.org. She'll see that email. She'll appreciate it. Of course, if you want to send a card, I know that some of you had. Uh, you, you, you have done that just to send her a card to express your love. She really does appreciate that. She's a mother. In Israel, She really is. Uh, you can send her a card by just sending it to the ministry P.O. box okay? here in Mooresville. She'll receive it. Thank you for your love and prayers for her. She loves and prays for you every day. Praise God. Hallelujah. So thank you for joining me today. Remember, go take your land. It's waiting for you. God's already assigned it to you. God's already said it's yours. So you must go up and take it by faith as you do. Watch how the anointing and the grace of God comes on you as you walk by faith. Amen. Thanks for watching today. I'll see you back real soon. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.